You're listening to The Sounding Line from the Gulf of Maine Research Institute. Sustainable Seafood Project Manager at GMRI. Thanks for joining us. I'm part of the Sustainable Seafood Team at GMRI, where we work to get more of our local and responsibly harvested seafood into the marketplace. We have an abundance of well-managed and sustainable fisheries in our region, but our local seafood must compete in an increasingly global marketplace, and one in which 90% of the seafood we eat in this country is imported. Through our Gulf of Maine Responsibly Harvested program, which is our place-based eco-label, we connect with seafood processors and dealers around the region, who in turn help their customers prioritize and source local seafood. One such partnership is between Ipswich Shellfish Group and the food service management company Sodexo. Today you'll get to hear from Andrea O'Donnell, Sustainability Coordinator at Ipswich Shellfish Group, and Doug Winslow, Sodexo Executive Chef at the University of Maine Farmington. The idea for me that makes just even the fact that we're talking about local and it's becoming such a common thing that it is what a lot of folks going into a grocery store, it really is a buzzword. And I think it's not just, oh, I'm looking for the word organic and I don't really know what it means. Local is something that really you know, can, can truly you know, come back to, to basics and people really have a better idea of where their food is coming from, the process is going into it. And I think something like local seafood, we know it's not just an easy, um, you just go out to your pond and throw a line and bring it in and put it on your plate. There's a whole lot of steps that go uh, between what our fishermen and women are doing to bring in the catch and before it actually goes through the whole steps of the process through the, the folks that are um, processing it and distributing it and like uh, Ipswich Shellfish Group does to bring it to the folks um, at Sodexo and, and Chef Doug being able to then um, make it into a beautiful plate and putting it out for the college students. And so I think the idea of really, um, you think about like meeting the folks and putting a, a face with a name, but being able to put a, a place with the product really, I think, gives a lot more value to it. And so really talking on the local scale gives so much more, um, yeah, so much more value to what people are, are eating and looking for. I, I'm from Maine. I, I grew up here. I left for a while, decided I needed to come back. And to be able to see the change in how, how we view the food we eat, rather than you know, eating to live, we live to eat. But it, it, it's true um, because, you know, we, and, and especially with all the information that comes out about the processing and chemicals used and, you know, those type of things, it, it is so important. And, and when you talk about um, exciting, it's exciting to know that we have good, sustainable food, you know, within a, a drive to get it or to have it delivered. You know, I... I I know back a few years ago, I was one of my daughters is they did some farming here in town. You know, we had a we had a long conversation about defining local. What's local? Is it you know is it that is it a plane flight in a day? Is that local because it's it it can be picked from the field and and on my plate that night? Um, or is it you know how how far a truck can travel in a day? So you know, there's a lot of definitions that we've done that defining um, very well, I think. And, 
and uh, you know a big part of it is with you know the seafood knowing where it comes from right out off our shores is, is that's exciting and it's exciting to get the information to our students where we work in a college venue it it is um it is a you know tremendous place to start and get these kids the information and let them know that you know we do have these options and we do work hard at it to, to bring them the food that is as fresh and as clean and as local as we can get it. I love what, what Doug was saying and it is kind of bringing me back to the days. So I had moved to um, the North Shore of Massachusetts after living in Charleston, South Carolina. And you don't go to a restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina looking for the best lobster roll in the world. You're going looking for who's got the best local shrimp and grits. But while I'm up here in Massachusetts and in Maine and visiting the areas in New England, this is the place I'm looking for the best lobster roll. Or you're looking for the local. So it's local is different depending on where you are. And again, the definition of local can be very different from one place to the next. Um, and so I think it's it's also just educating folks more on just like why local is great because you're know, thinking lower carbon footprint and you're really supporting the local uh, fisher folk in the region. But you're also getting to explore and learn a little bit more about an area and something that you might not have had an option. And so the idea of, I always love the, the um, monkfish is one of my favorite of the uh, Gulf of Maine responsibly harvested species to pinpoint and to, to recommend here when we offer that at the Ipswich Shellfish Fish Market. Um, because to me, it's like, you know, it's a face only a mother could love. That's my, that's my nanny saying. But truly, it might not be the most attractive fish, but to me, it is spot on one of the best fish. When I see that available and we're selling it, I'm bringing some of that home um, to have because it's also known as, um, you know, the poor man's lobster. It's a so much more um, efficient use of your money and you're being able to get so much great product and it's, it's just a really delicious meaty fish that a lot of people don't know anything about. And so it's part of my job, it's part of Chef Doug's job, it's Sophie's job, it's the folks at GMRI getting the word out about these different species that maybe aren't salmon and uh, uh, tuna delicious, things we do offer. Pollock is a great option, but I'm thinking the tuna and the salmon are things that typically come to people's heads and that's all they know. And they might not realize that something like monkfish, pollock, all these different local options are a really great um, uh, thing to try out, whether it's you're cooking it in your own home or seeing it out at a restaurant or in the dining hall at UMaine. Well, and I think that, that with this, uh, with everything that's gone on over the past year, a year ago, year and three or four months ago, you could not find a bean to plant. You could not find a tomato seed to plant. So I think it was all of the sudden people were realizing that I have to um, be a little more self-sufficient or be a little bit more self-sustainable. Um, and, and that I think I thought was really cool. And I see it coming back around this year those people have saved some seeds and actually done some growing. So, and, and I know we're not talking, I'm not talking about seafood, but it's the sustainability side of that, even with seafood, is that we need to harvest and use what we have available with us and not get, you know, tuna from Indonesia. 
That's true. And you, you just referenced even the idea of just like, why sustainability is so important and to really draw it into the seafood side of things. It's like, we want fish for the future. That's my right. you know, description for it. what is sustainable seafood. It's fish for the future. There are a lot of different ways we can guarantee and make sure we have it. Um, there's everything from like learning that aquacultured species and farm-raised species are not necessarily a bad thing. There are some not great aquaculture products out there, but it's not all bad. There's some some issues in wild-caught species in certain parts of the world, but it's um, being able to share this information, making it more you know digestible for the um, average Joe and Josephine that want to learn more about you know where their food is coming from, how it was caught, um, how it was raised, all of the above, it's giving them the the power to make this the decisions whether they're at the market or sitting at a restaurant and um, deciding between between two dishes and maybe being willing to try something a little bit different than they're used to, um, or also just even having the questions to be you know prepared with to ask the server or ask the person behind the counter. Um, you, you can't guarantee everybody has all of the answers, but until we start asking these questions, you can't really expect that people are going to worry about finding out that information or knowing where their food is coming from. Um, and it's a big part of what we pride ourselves on here. It's we do the best at Ipswich Shellfish Group to um, provide what our, our customers are asking for. And so knowing, working with folks like Chef Doug and through the Sodexo Group, um, main, main shellfish company is proud to be able to, to source that local pollock. That's what you're looking for. And we are able to track it through our system and get you exactly what you're looking for. And it's, again, beyond just the tuna and the salmon and the shrimp that everybody expects to have. Um, but knowing, you know, having all of that back information to be able to present to you, I think is, is just as important as, you know, I, I, I love the idea that you're talking about having that that bean to, to grow and whatever. I mean, it's, it's so you, if you if you don't have that, if you don't know where it's starting from, you really have no value in it. And I think that to me, it made me think of a question for you, Chef Doug, was the, the idea of like what got you interested and willing to try and explore the different species? Because there are, unfortunately, I feel like too many chefs out there who still aren't um, aren't at that point yet? Well, I, I'm, I, I can't say that there was an epiphany at any point in time. Um, my, my family in the past has worked on the water. Um, <clears throat> my sister actually worked in a processing down in Portland uh, when she was in school or just out of school. But um, so, you know, we had the opportunity to try a lot of different things. Um, and you know, I, I love fish. I, I will try anything. Um, and, and I feel very fortunate to live in a state that, you know, we, we have an enormous coastline. We have the opportunity to bring these in, you know, these folks that bring in some of these oysters that, that we get. And I know I'm kind of off topic here. I get it. But, but it's just those products that, you know. I love bivalves. <laughs> I love bivalves. <laughs> Who knew there were 25 different more than that, but species up and down the coast, and they could be as different as night and day. So, um, you know, it, it's, for me, um, you know, it, it, it was just, it was always there. When I was living in Kansas, I really missed having fish, good fresh fish, you know. 
So I guess that answers the question. I love fish and you know, we make it work. That was Andrea O'Donnell, Sustainability Coordinator at Ipswich Shellfish Group, and Doug Winslow, Sodexo Executive Chef at the University of Maine Farmington. I'm Sophie Scott, Sustainable Seafood Project Manager at the Gulf of Maine Research Institute. The Sounding Line is a production of the Gulf of Maine Research Institute, and you can find more episodes and read more about our work at gmri.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you.